is Rockin' Vino, the podcast about wine and music and how the two go so well together. Find new episodes every Tuesday on Spotify, Apple Music, and wherever podcasts are offered. Find the show online at rockinvino.com and on social media at rockinvino. How's it going? I'm Coco. And this is Mike. And this is Rockin' Vino. In its original form. In, yeah. I mean, it's kind of exciting. It's been nine centuries. Yeah, it feels like it. It's a whole new world. Our last live episode like this was in the 60s. (laughs) (laughs) But it's exciting to To have it feel right. To have a guest (laughs) and to have wine in our glass from our guest. Yeah. It is so exciting. And it's good wine, too. Oh, thanks. Very tasty. Yes, we are happy to welcome Megan Klein into the studio this week uh, with Klein Cellars, and you have your own label, uh, Gust Gust Wines, Gust Vineyards. Yeah. Gust Gust Wines, yeah, sure. Gust, <laughs> just Gust. I just call it Gust, but <laughs> Gust Wines works too. <laughs> now, it, uh, it, an interesting challenge of that you were saying before we started. Choosing the name of a winery is oh more difficult than one might think. It is such a pain because every single name is already taken. Mm-hmm. So we came up with like pages and pages of name ideas for Gust, and they were all taken. But we are very happy with where we landed. Who finally settled on the name Gust? Like who who came up with that? So uh, it was me and my sister. We did so many like brainstorming sessions. We were, we really wanted to tie in the Petaluma Gap. Uh, that's where all of our wines are from, and the winds. Yeah. And so we had come up with things like windswept and windscape, and they were all taken. And we, came, we Gust was on the list, and it was not taken. Yay. And we also <laughs> loved it. So uh, we were like, that's the one. Reserve it. We got it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Now, for those people that maybe don't know about the Petaluma Gap, um, can you kind of inform them as to why Gust and the Wind is tied to that? Yeah. Um, so the Petaluma Gap is the only AVA, you know, we were talking about this a little bit earlier, <laughs> the only AVA that is defined by a wind pattern. So the mountains run east to west, and they kind of act as a funnel. So it pulls the ocean air, cool ocean air, in and creates this really windy tunnel, basically, that then ends up in the San Pablo Bay. Um, And it has this amazing effect on the grapes, where it actually makes for smaller berries, and um, you get this larger skin-to-juice ratio, so you get a little bit more structure, a little bit more tannin. Uh, It's really like an earthy taste, and a lot more structure and um, texture in all of the wines. Awesome. Can't wait to try it. Even broadening just a little more for people that don't know what an AVA is, what's what's kind of the best way kind of generally to describe what oh that God. is? Oh um, God, I would say it is like an area that is defined either by like a climate or a soil or a weather pattern in this case. And that element has some effect on the grape growing region. So it's, AVA is American Viticulture Association. So it is like a defined area basically. Awesome. Yeah. It's cool though that like Petaluma is the only, the Petaluma Gap is the only one defined by the by the wind, yeah. right? Yeah. That's it's pretty so neat. Cool. And isn't that relatively recent too? Didn't that just happen a few years ago? Yeah. It got approved in 2017. Oh wow. And then the first official wine with the Petaluma Gap AVA I think was like January 8th 2018. So wow. that's when the Petaluma Gap celebrates their big AVA celebration. Nice. Yeah. 
Oh, that's right. You just just passed the uh, the one year anniversary of existence for the pedal in the gap. Three years. Oh, three, of course. <laughs> Come on, but Mike. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, Math. 20, it was just 2020, so we'll let that one slide. <laughs> <laughs> if you just erase that part of existence, it's been a year. No. I mean, hey, you have the editing capabilities. We can pretend that that never happened. <laughs> Love it. There was an anniversary recently. <laughs> and now, before um, pre-Gust, um, and I guess you also still work with client sellers. Mm-hmm. So, how did uh, how did you get started uh, in the wine business in general? Yeah, I mean, so I grew up in Sonoma. I was around wine my entire life. Um, My dad started Klein in 1982, so I grew up on the winery, uh, surrounded by it, Uh, but I never thought I was gonna be in wine. I was like, I wanna live in a city, I wanna live by the beach, like, (laughs) have nothing to do with wine. I think growing up, you're like, wine is for old, boring people. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) But I went to school in Santa Barbara, and I needed an after-school job, and I got a job at a tasting room because I knew a little bit about wine, and uh, my coworkers were studying for their sommelier exams. And I was like, well, if you guys are doing it, I may as well you know, hop on the bandwagon. And I like fell in love with wine in Santa Barbara, actually. Wow. And um, yeah, going through the SOM certification and all of that was super fun. I really like you know, learning all about the culture and the history of different places. And it gave me like so much more of an appreciation for growing up in Sonoma. So I worked in Santa Barbara for like two, three years as a Psalm. And then I was like, I really want to be on the other side of the wine business instead of doing the selling, which, you know, sometimes can be a little bit more easy than making the wine. I wanted to be in the vineyard doing like making something tangible. So yeah, I came home and uh, worked with my family for harvest and then just kind of dove right into doing a little bit of everything both at Klein and then Klein's sister uh, winery is Jacuzzi, which is all Italian varieties. So um, doing everything yeah, from sales to harvest to vineyard stuff to all marketing, stuff. Wow. <laughs> all of it, you know. No two days are ever the same. It's never boring. Which is great. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And so um, so you eventually moved from Santa Barbara back mm-hmm. home and yeah. then started working at Klein and Jacuzzi, both of them? Yeah. Are they right next to each other? Yeah, they're right across the street from one another. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. How did Jacuzzi get the name? So my great-grandfather was Valeriano Jacuzzi, and him and his family, his brothers, uh, invented the Jacuzzi pump. No way. Yeah. Hot tub, hot tub family. Hey now. <laughs> yeah. Hot tubs making the wine. Yeah, but actually, so my dad, he grew up in Los Angeles and he was the the troublemaker. He was one <laughs> of nine. He was the troublemaker of the family. And his grandfather, Valeriano, lived in Contra Costa County out in Oakley. And he got sent there uh, when he was, I think, 14 to go, you know, build character. <laughs> and, um, his grandfather was in charge of making wine for the entire extended Italian family, which ah. was massive. <laughs> yeah. 13 kids. Um, so he, that's where he learned to make wine, fell in love with agriculture, fell in love with wine. And then from there, he actually moved up to Contra Costa, ended up going to UC Davis and oh. then starting Klein afterwards. So Jacuzzi was really an homage to his 
grandfather who taught him this love of wine. That's so cool. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And we're enjoying a jacuzzi wine right now. We are, yes. We are drinking a 2020 Dolcetto. And we made this in a nouveau style. So picked it early, wanted to like maintain that juicy, like bright, super crunchy red fruits mm-hmm. that are on this. And um and like press it off its skins really early so there's not a lot of tannin it's meant to be enjoyed young mm-hmm. and slightly chilled um so yeah it's a really fun wine we just changed the style of this it used to be made um a little bit more like a traditional red wine but we actually looked back to italy back to the piedmont region and you know they're known for world-class nebbiolo the barolos and barbarescos but dolcetto is also grown in that region mm-hmm. and the grape growers love it and the winemakers love it because it's something that they can release a little bit earlier oh nice um <clears throat> and they can start you know selling wine uh so we kind of took that and ran with it and we were like so let's make it in this fun nouveau style and that's what we did. It's delicious. Thank you. And refreshing. And um, yeah, I like that it's just super light and easy drinking. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could easily drink this on a nice like summer day. You know, like exactly. today was a perfect day to drink this. Yes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Don't mind me just walking my cat around the block while I'm <laughs> drinking it. some dolcetto. <laughs> uh, oh, okay, so I'll just let the listeners know as well. I'm a crazy cat lady, and <laughs> and I have a little kitten who I just put on a leash, and I walked him around my building today for the first time, and it was great. <laughs> so fun. I don't think I've ever seen that before. I would crack me up. Oh. Actually, my neighbors do it with their cat, too. Really? Yeah. It's funny. It's like a thing. <laughs> um but yeah, so I'm excited to hear about um, about Gust. I love the label, by the way. Thank that you. Is, it's just it's beautiful. It's simplistic. Um, it looks like it has some nice texture on it too. Exactly. That was kind of what we were going for. We're like, let's convey the petaluma gap in the most simple way, but do it really beautifully and kind of. There's a lot of texture, kind of, to convey the wind. Um, so yeah, very nice. And. You mentioned that first wine was a 2020. I, I guess, I don't know if there was a question, but people wondered if, you know, what the 2020 vintage would be like. Was it a harder one? How, how did those grapes mm-hmm. end up turning out? I mean, pretty good. This is actually coming from San Antonio Valley. So it's near like Monterey, Santa Lucia Highlands. Um, they have a pretty long grape growing history. And uh, we picked these early though. It's a, it's a pretty warm climate. So picked them early. Uh, we were really happy with how it came out. No issues there. No issues with fires or anything for this wine. So, oh, that's great. You know, yeah, <laughs> very happy about that. Yeah. And did were your other wineries affected by the fires? We have been testing everything, and when they were happening, we were doing those micro ferments. So, mm. brought in little samples from each of the vineyards and sent samples out to the testing ETS, yeah. all of that to make sure that there was no smoke taint. Um, luckily, we're far enough away from where the fires were that we have not found anything in any of our wines. Perfect. Which is, yeah, really, we're super grateful for that. Yeah, cheers to I that. Mean, yeah, seriously. <laughs> right? Yeah. So you, um, you, you've accumulated all this uh, knowledge working every which job at Klein. Mm-hmm. Uh, at what point do you say, I can do this? I'm... I'm venturing into this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to start my own label. When when did that come about? So 
my sister and I started Gast in 2017, and we had been talking about it. One year ago. One year ago, exactly. <laughs> uh, we had been talking about it for a while. Um, Klein had always been known for bigger Zinfandels, big Rhone blends, and we always kind of gravitated more towards that cooler climate. Um, and we had these amazing vineyards in the Petaluma Gap that had so much potential. I mean, at that time, they were all going into one big blend for Klein, but we had the ability to look at different site orientations, clones, rootstocks, find our favorite rows in our favorite blocks, and pick those out to make this like really special, detailed wine. Um, awesome. So we just had, we knew we had this like amazing opportunity and wanted to kind of jump on that. And 2017, we're like, it's time. Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And now, do you guys um, currently don't have a tasting room for Gus? We currently don't. Okay. We are talking about creating a tasting room. Um, we also, my family, my dad started Green String Farm. So <laughs> it's in the Petaluma Gap. It's kind of a staple of Petaluma. Yeah. And there is this unused building on the farm that we have talked about creating as our tasting room, but I think that's still a couple years in the making, but that's the end goal. Awesome. Yeah. And so what varietals are you focusing on for Gust? So all Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, and Syrah. So Ooh. all the, the three varieties that really thrive in the Petaluma Gap that have been most well known mm -hmm. in that area. Love yeah. it. So really trying to stay super detailed and focused on those three. Um, I, I like to say, you know, Klein has so much variety. They make everything from Riesling to Gewürztraminer to Carignan, Morved, like you name it, we probably make it. And so we wanted to just like laser focus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. I'm excited to try the Gust wine. Yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned you've been doing some virtual tastings, which yeah. are, are a thing now. I, yes. think, I feel like <laughs> I think those are everyone's thing. Yeah, I yeah. think those have like, built into a thing. Um, where can people find the virtual tastings? So if you go to our website, so we're not doing them for Gust yet, but we are doing them for Klein and Jacuzzi. Mm -hmm. If you head to either of our websites, you can see them under our wine shop, under our virtual tasting section. Very cool. And now, is that something that you guys are doing monthly and then kind of having everybody join in? Or is it something that people can reach out and um, like do for their own friend group, essentially? Yeah, a little bit of both. We do have a minimum for people to do just for their friend group. But yeah. um, we do do them monthly, and we have little themes for each of them. So I think last month for Klein, we did a Rhone-themed one. We've done a Zinfandel one. Um, and we... So both, a little bit of both. Nice. Yeah. And then do people just purchase the wines for that virtual tasting and then that grants them access? Exactly. Well, yeah, and you know, you don't even have to purchase wine. If you just want to join and listen or you have one of the bottles at home, you're welcome to join. Oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I mean, it's really the only way that we're able to connect these right. days, you know? Yeah. But And we've actually found it's been super fun to see people who, you know, otherwise haven't been able to come to the winery. They live in Texas, they live in New Jersey, and it's been fun. I think even when we fully open back up, we're gonna continue with the virtual tastings. That's awesome. Yeah. I was gonna ask that exact question. If, that, if it casts a wider net of people who may not, uh, obviously now, be able to come here or you know wouldn't have otherwise come, opening them up to a tasting and talking about wine and connecting with them yeah. in that sense. So that's cool. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. 
I'm seeing like this this uh, the virtual tastings on your website right now. It looks so fun. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, and now we have who a really good time. who hosts those? So it's usually me, and then with our winemaker on either side of the street. So. Um, and then sometimes we have fun special guests. My dad will join sometimes. Awesome. Usually he's like in the background of my Zoom and he's like, hey guys. <laughs> so that's fun. Um, or tasting room managers, club managers, that that sort of thing. Very nice. Yeah. Now, um, going back to the Dolcetto, the, wow, I can't even talk right now. The Dolcetto, um, what is the flavor profile of this and how much does it retail for? So this retails for $30 and I would say the flavor profile is really that bright red crunchy fruit. So a mm-hmm. lot of that cranberry, pomegranate, um, juicy raspberry, kind of that like wild strawberry. Not, Ooh, not yeah. the strawberries that you get in the store, but the tiny little ones mm-hmm. that are around. Um, just really fresh, bright. Nice. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Shall we uh, dive into the, the gust? Oh, sure. The gust. Absolutely. <laughs> are, are you ready for the gust? I'm ready for the gust. Now, I don't see the Dolcetto on the website. Is that not yet available? Are um, we getting a sneak peek? No, this is available. It's not on the Jacuzzi website? No. Uh-oh. I'm going to have to talk to someone <laughs> about that. Somebody's going to get a talking to. <laughs> but I love the label. Uh, is this a new design for Jacuzzi? Yeah, it's brand new. Um, we worked with an awesome designer out of Napa, um, Gatto Designs. Mm-hmm. And we kind of told them we wanted to take inspiration from kind of like old 70s vermouth labels, but also kind of incorporate this fun modern California feel. Mm -hmm. Um, And also like pull inspiration from the 70s in California, which is when my dad was learning about wine. And so they did such an awesome job. Yeah. They're great. It's a cool label. Are you guys going to go forward with that label for all your wines or just... Yeah. So we actually have four different tiers for Jacuzzi, and we have a different label for each of them. Oh, that's cool. So it's been really, really fun. Yeah. But we're rolling it all out right now. I love it. Yeah. Ooh, this smells really nice. So what are we drinking? So this is our 2017 Pinot Noir, Mm. uh, our inaugural vintage for Gust. Um, And this is coming from two separate vineyards in the Petaluma Gap, our Diamond Pile Vineyard and our Catapult Vineyard. Diamond mm. Pile is the cooler of the two sites. It's mostly Dijon clones, so that's where we're looking for more of that elegance, that kind of more finesse, um, more of that earthy character. And the Catapult Vineyard is planted to more like classic California heritage clones. So you're getting a lot more structure there um, and a little bit more of that classic California style. So a lot of that bright red cherry. Mm-hmm. Um, so our goal was to almost like find the perfect balance between old world style Pinot and new world. So of course, looking to Burgundy, that's kind of our inspiration. Um, and yeah, I'm super proud of what we were able to, to make. It's lovely. This is really nice. Thank you. Now, how do the vineyards get their names? What did you say, like Catapult? Catapult, And yes. Diamond? Diamond Pile. Pile, yeah. How do they get their names? <laughs> so Diamond Pile, my dad is a bit of a hoarder, <laughs> I guess. And not in a bad way, in a really good way. He saves things that he's like, we might need this for something. <laughs> and like usually we do end up needing it but in the meantime it goes and lives in what he calls the diamond pile oh how funny and so there's like old uh grape posts in there there's 
old bikes. <laughs> I don't know, a little bit of everything that you can think of. And um, it lives at, at the, this property, which was then named the Diamond Pile Vineyard. <laughs> nice, love yeah. that. And then catapults my, oh, so I'm one of seven kids. And the oldest is a boy and the youngest is a boy. And for my youngest brother's birthday, my oldest brother, Ramsey, built him a trebuchet catapult. And that lives on the catapult's property. <laughs> We're like, okay, again, trying to find names that are available yeah. is so difficult. So you have to kind of look at what, defi- I guess, defines the property. <laughs> We we landed on catapult for that one. I like it. It's a yeah. ton of fun. Yeah. I mean, and it comes with a cool story. Yeah, right. right? <laughs> so, what did you catapult off of this? Catapult? A lot of pumpkins. Okay. <laughs> pumpkins, nice. uh, watermelon. Like, yeah, anything, anything we could. That's so fun. No I people. No people. Okay, but, I was wondering. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe one day. <laughs> now, did all all of your siblings all? get into the wine business in some way just some of them or I think we've all worked at the winery at some point in our lives so either like coming back from college for a summer working in the tasting room or my my younger sister worked in the lab she studied biomedical engineering and so she worked (laughs) in the lab one summer um but it's really my sister Hillary and I uh and then my youngest brother Henry just joined the Klein team and he is fully into the vineyard growing portion of things so that's really cool i love it well um so you know our podcast is about music and wine (laughs) love it and uh two of my favorite things yes yes so what um what kind of music do you like to listen to when you're working at, at the winery yeah I would say the music that I most listen to, or like the group that I most listen to, is probably the Avett Brothers. I listen to them nonstop. That nice. is like, if you look at my Spotify, mostly. <laughs> who I um, but I do like to think that my music taste is pretty well rounded, and I attribute a lot of that to growing up with so many siblings and yeah. going through so many different phases of <laughs> being like, oh, I'm super reggae or like, oh, I'm super into Mac Dre and Bay Area rap. I love it. Um, and so I feel like it's morphed a lot, um, but I still, it really depends on my mood. So mm-hmm. I can listen, I can belt out some Tanya Tucker while I'm working oh, yeah. or I can be like Fleetwood Mac or, you know, Neil Young, you you name it. I uh-huh. feel like I'm really all over the place. <laughs> so it worked out. Uh, it worked out well for you having the uh, Avid Brothers basically like, in your backyard. Absolutely. <laughs> oh my god! This Sonoma Harvest Music Festival is. I love it. Having live music so close to Sonoma is very new. I feel like. Yeah. And like great big bands that people know. Uh, it's really exciting. It's love Bottle so Rock. Fun. Like yeah. it's so great to it's, have live music and I can't wait till we can go see bands again <laughs> seriously oh man I'm just like itching for that I'm like it has to happen this year you know yeah. like I, I mean I have a good feeling about it I think so yeah. I mean even I, you know I've seen in Europe or somewhere that they like set up little private little mini stages or whatever for people to like stick in their own little bubble mm-hmm. and I'm like I don't care stick me in my own little bubble if that means that I <laughs> yeah. get to see live concerts and not have people sweat on me I'm great yeah you know whatever I got to do and I'll pay an extra hundred dollars if that needs to Absolutely. be the case you know yes so uh who okay I, who would who would you want to be your first 
concert. I'm guessing it might be the Ava Brothers, but yeah, if not, well, I don't know. That's a that's a really good question. <laughs> I think so. I think the most fun concert that I ever saw, and this is funny. My friend uh, was really adamant that we travel down to San Diego to see Jimmy Buffett. Oh, fun. Oh. Was, have you guys been to a Jimmy Buffett concert? No, no. but I've heard amazing things about them. Oh, my them. God. <laughs> it was the most fun I have ever had, which, I mean, I've, I feel like I've seen a lot of live music, and those people, it's next level. So maybe, <laughs> maybe Jimmy Buffett. Nice. Which is, like, an embarrassing Jimmy answer, Buffett. but, hey, I'm, like... Maximum amount of fun. Are they just like, like what makes it, what made it so unique and fun? I think the hats, first of all, people were wearing shark hats and hamburger hats. And I was just like, this is a different world. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, It was the funniest thing that I have ever seen. Um, Hats. Wow. It's got to be fun walking into something like that where everyone else knows the context and you don't. Yeah. And you're just like, what is happening? It's a whole new world. It's a whole new world. So noted, if I ever go see Jimmy Buffett, I need to get a shark get or a, a hamburger hat. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, God. But I will have to think more about that question for a different answer. I feel like that's my fun answer. Like, what? I don't know what my serious answer would be. But. <laughs> Do you remember the last concert that you attended prior to oh everything shutting down? It's <laughs> a good question, too. It's, um, like, so God, long ago, right? I feel right? like it was so long ago. I can't... Um, I think mine was Aftershock. Mike, was... Mm, was it? I don't know. It was in October, October. of 2019. Oh, God. So, like, isn't that insane? October yeah. of 2019 was my last concert. That's sad. <gasps> That's a long <sighs> stretch. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> it is. I feel like I saw Father John Misty maybe in oh, Oakland, which was fun. Yeah. He was great live. Where was he playing at? Um, oh God. Was it at the at the Uptown? Was that in Oakland? I can't remember. It's, <laughs> See, yeah, it's, I know, right? Twenty twenty. <laughs> wipe their memories. <laughs> um, wiping out all the joy. Yeah. What um, and what was first concert? First concert oh. ever was James yeah. Taylor. Ooh, nice. That was fun. That's great. Um, But I, let's see, and there used to be a jazz festival in Sonoma, and I saw Cool and the Gang, which was so Uh, much fun also. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, talking about Bay Area rap, I used to go see Andre Nicotina all the time. Oh, my God. I know. That's awesome. I've tried to see Andre Nicotina, like, I think four times, and every time he has not shown up. Yeah. I Literally. Feel like that's every time. And I'm like, you know what? Fine. Yeah. Never meant to see him, you know? That's a, he, that's a thing for him? Oh, it's yeah. definitely a thing for him. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like he's, well, in theory, he, he plays here a lot. Dude, right? He's probably like, in his 50s? 50s? Yeah. yeah, I think so. Because, like, the first time that I was going to go see him was on a ski trip in, I think, Utah or Wyoming or something. Uh-huh. It was, like, on a high school ski trip. And, like, the the big performer was Andre Nicotina. And I'm like, sweet. And they were, like, playing him on the bus ride. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And then we go, and he never shows up. So we're like, oh, <laughs> well, that's a fail. Yeah. And then he was supposed to play at the Phoenix and Petaluma. Yeah, didn't that's show where up. I saw him. Oh, you saw him. So maybe yeah. I just left early yeah. and was like, forget <laughs> no, it. Yeah. You know, comes on an hour late. Yeah, yeah. But that's funny. I yeah. would always love to know what's happening 
in his world when that's he might not even know what's happening maybe not if his people are like hey you're supposed to be on stage in like half hour and he's like in San Francisco or something "Uh, we'll get there I'm coming what was your first concert it was uh, it was Garth Brooks oh that's that is a good it was fun yeah yeah he had it was like I mean he's a country guy but he also has like this like rock and roll vibe to it yeah. so it was almost like a rock show yeah. so I was and I was like 10 and I was just like what is <laughs> happening <laughs> like, yeah I, I mean people Garth hate Brooks. on co- yeah people hate on country music but their concerts are so much fun for sure I mean he's a legend yeah like he really absolutely. is absolutely yeah I mean I've never seen Garth Brooks in concert but I would definitely see Garth Brooks in concert if given 100%. the chance oh yeah Mm-hmm. I just remember like the, the drummer was in like this big like space pod thing. I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> it's very exciting. I saw Iron Maiden once. Oh. That was fun. Oh. Yeah, right yeah. on. Oh. That Dig was that. in high school. I think I was 16 or something. Went with a boy. I like barely listened to Iron Maiden, but I was there and I was like, oh, fire. Like, <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> what's going on? They put on quite a show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think you may get the record for the most eclectic uh, yes. See, I feel variety of shows. Very well rounded. <laughs> Do you listen to music while you're working, typically? Yeah, and especially now, I've been working a lot from home, so yeah. just having music on, I not in the office, so I can just blast it in the background. Nice. It's great. That's yeah. so fun. Yeah. Who would you say is like the the most random? artists that you have on your playlist oh i can tell you this because it came on my spotify uh while i was driving here and i was like oh this is embarrassing but also like i love listening to it is flight of the concords oh fun yes (laughs) and they are so fun to listen to have you guys seen that show i've seen a few episodes yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. i like got really obsessed with it um when I was in New Zealand, because they're New Zealanders, and <laughs> I just love their music. It's just very embarrassing, but um, and random, but as long fun. as it makes you happy, it does make me very. You know, happy. that's all that yeah. matters. That's yeah. all that matters. <laughs> Did you live in New Zealand? Travel to New Zealand? I traveled in New Zealand. I lived in a van for like four months. Wow. In New and That's I, fun. An, initially, the goal was like, oh, I'm going to go work harvest over there. But then um, I was like, God, it's so beautiful. I'm never going to get this chance again to just like take some time. And New Zealand is like Disneyland for people who love the outdoors. Yeah. So I just went and hiked like 10 miles every day that I was there for four months. And it was the best experience ever and watch a lot of flight of the concords in my car (laughs) um so yeah that's so fun were you in like a winnebago or something or what was was, was that van it was like a mini van that was converted (laughs) into like a bed in the back and had like a thing of water and a little burner stove (laughs) that's awesome it was fun and i did also do a lot of wine tasting over there so it was kind of a work trip. Yeah, right. <laughs> what? It was. It was a work yeah. trip. <laughs> are, are there are there similarities to our wine country, or is it totally a different animal? It's its own thing. I mean, I think there are some similarities. There, like Central Otago makes really amazing Pinot Noir, mm. um, and 
I don't know. I, I, like, you know what? Next time we should just do a tasting. We can do a comparative tasting. <laughs> I of, like it. Uh, Count me in. Yes. All right, guys. <laughs> next week. <laughs> yeah. Um, next episode. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think there's some similarities, and Hawks Bay does a lot of Syrah. And, you know, there's they have similar regions that are like kind of focused on either Rhone or Pinot, Chardonnay, that kind of thing. Sauvignon Blanc, obviously. Um, so yeah. I think there's definitely some similarities. Awesome. Yeah. I love that. Is there a wine region of the world that you have not been to yet that is on the top of the list? Yes. It's the Rhone Valley. I've never been. And Rhone is definitely my favorite, uh, my favorite region. I, it was the very first wine that I ever got right in a blind tasting. It was Ooh. a Northern Rhone Syrah. <laughs> and I mean, I just love it. Northern Rhone Syrah is so like, Distinctive. It has that black pepper, super savory. It's so delicious. And I've never been. My dad is obviously like a huge Roan guy. He was, you know, original Roan Ranger. (laughs) And uh, I just, I feel like that needs to be next on my list. How about you guys? Oh, man. I think I would like to go to Argentina. I love a good Malbec. And I think just going there and like just eating that delicious food and tasting their wines, I think that would be. Oh my God. Be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Paso Robles. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, Sonoma County. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I I would say probably Italy. Yeah. But yeah, just checking out everything there would be just incredible. Yeah. So yeah, that that would be mine. Italy is amazing. Like even their gas station food is delicious. You know, like, it's like a cappuccino. Mean, it really yeah. is. I'm just like I had like a risotto and like a cappuccino from a gas station, and it oh was delish. God. I was like, okay, I love it. I'll move here. They're like here an Aperol spritz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, please. Yes, that's so cool. Well, um, do you have any? Did you have anything? You no. Want? Is it? Are you sure? Is uh, it time? Is it time for the challenge? Ooh, we have a challenge God. for you. It's time for the challenge, oh God, guys. I don't know if I'm prepared. But <laughs> dun dun dun. <laughs> All right, so on a good day, so whether you like the summer or the winter, whatever you prefer, the, the heat or the cold, on a good day, uh, when you come home, what would you drink, what would you eat, and what would you listen to? Ooh. Okay. I Good day, so I feel like I'm really energized, I'm super happy, I would probably listen to like Heim or Robin or something. Put on something that's like oh, dancey, yeah. fun. I love Robin. And like keep the energy going. I would probably eat tacos. Yum. Um, that's the go-to. I mean, every every night almost. Corn or flour tortillas? Uh, corn. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, Gotta yes. go corn. Definitely. Um, and what would I drink? Honestly, I might drink a pilsner like drink a beer i like it yes because i'm assuming that i was working with wine all day and i just want (laughs) some cold beer i want a pacifico that's what i want pacifico tacos and some robin i love that's fun i like it that's great it's so funny what do they say like it takes a lot of beer to make great wine right yeah Yeah. there you go So fun. So for people who want to find out either more about Gust or more about Klein or Jacuzzi or all of the above. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot going on. Uh, a, uh, are they, can they find them retail or is it only through like a wine club or a tasting room and where uh, can they find it online? 
So you can find all of it online. Um, jacuzzi is mostly through the tasting room. We're located in Carneros, and then Klein is right across the street. Klein, you can definitely find a little bit more widely, uh, probably in your local grocery store. Um, Gust is mostly through our website, uh, but we are also in Bottle Barn, which is also very exciting. Yeah. So if you're local, go check us out in Bottle Barn. Love it. And just look for that beautiful label. Yeah. It's white and black. And <laughs> it says Gust. And it says Gust. <laughs> and it looks it. like a string just like floating in the wind. Exactly. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us. You guys, thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. Yeah, and the wines are amazing. Thank you. So thank you so much for that. Yeah. And um, hopefully we can all go to a concert very soon. Yes, I'm in. I'm going to go find my cheeseburger hat now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you next time.